Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, how have you been? Fantastic. Uh, getting going into the holiday weekend. Um, closer and closer to our Vegas trip to watch that semifinal. Uh, and the Lakers are 2-0, and so that's exciting. Just need a win tonight and a Utah loss. Um, going to Iowa next week, so um, that'll be fun. The Lakers are starting started six and six. They look good on Tuesday against the um against the who do they play? They played the uh the well the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, but you know, um they're 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 struggling against everyone and then got blown up by 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 the Kings. And then the Chicago Bulls, they're four and eight. Um they had such promise earlier last year, but then they just defensively they're not cutting it outside of you know Alex Caruso, Patrick Williams didn't really take a take a leap. And then I guess Levine and DeRozan both took a little bit of a step back um, this uh, uh, this current season. Um, so yeah, so as far as any rumors going on right now, it looks like the Bulls are looking to move Zach Levine specifically. Now they haven't said they wanted to whether they wanted to move Caruso or they or they wanted to move um, DeRozan, but with Zach Levine, he's making. 40 million this year, 43 million next year, 45 million the year after, and in year 31, as a player option, what's most likely he'll pick up, he'll be making 48 million dollars. So, Zach Levine cost is going to cost a lot of money. So, it looks like the Bulls are looking to, to move him. So, if you're the Lakers and you're struggling here at six and six, are you looking to you know get either Zach Levine? And Al and DeRozan or Zach Levine and Caruso or just Caruso. If you're the Lakers looking to you know jump into that Chicago fire, you know try to get one of those players. Who are you looking to get if you're the Lakers? Well, well, Matt. I mean, like the only realistic trade I see money wise would be for Anthony Davis. Is that what you're presuming? Is that what we're saying here? Davis for somehow Anthony Davis is going to be involved because that's the only way I see money matching up. No, it's it's you're, you're waiting till. December fifteenth. I think if you're going to bring in Rue, it's July. It's January fifteenth. If you're looking at that one we were talking about with Kyrie before, you're looking at the um, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, Gabe Vincent, and maybe a first round pick for Levine, something like that. That's a lot of players for Levine. For Hachimura, I'm looking here at the trade machine. It says December fifteenth, also, but I mean, you literally would have to give up Reeves, Hachimura, D'Lo. You're still not at the money. You're well, yeah, you're at the money with those three. Or you could give up maybe D'Lo. Maybe you could hold on to Hachimura, but I'm sure they're going to want Hachimura. No, I'm pretty sure they're going to want Reeves. Like, if you're going to give a superstar, you have to give up something. And Reeves will help, would help them with their rebuilding sort of deal that they would have going on in Chicago. So if I were Chicago, I'd probably want Reeves. But uh, based on Jovan Buha um, from, from the uh, Lakers beat writer for The Athletic, it doesn't look like they're looking to trade... Alex uh, um, uh, Reeves at all, so w w would you give up that that depth for a Levine, or just kind of you're you're good with Levine? Because I know you're very high on Al uh, Zach Levine. I like Zach Levine, and I I would trade Anthony Davis for him. Uh, simple as that. This guy is just hurt time after time, and at the end of the day, when LeBron leaves, which could be sooner than later, we don't know. This guy doesn't play half the season, and he's always hurt. You get a player like Levine, but when you give up Anthony Davis, that gives you a little bit of leverage. Yeah, why not get DeRozan in the mix? This could be a huge blockbuster trade. I'll tell you what. I love DeRozan. Mid-range 
shooter. Doesn't try to do too much and shoot threes. Perfect fit for what the Lakers are doing right now. A great, just a, a Chris Paul type of mid-range shooter, right? But much taller. Um, true. Uh, what Good thing about him, he's only a one-year deal, one year left on his deal. Maybe he has two, three years left, but that's okay. Zach Levine, kid's only 20 year, 28. LeBron's going to retire next couple years. Zach Levine could be your future if you build the right pieces around him. Who do you have right now for your future if you're the Lakers? A bunch of unknowns. Austin Reeves, great player, very talented, has a lot of upside. For this Laker team, he is not a better choice than Alex Caruso. I hate to say it, dude. I, Reeves is better, but as a fit for the Lakers, Alex Caruso can shoot the three better. Maybe not this season, but from what I remember, he plays hard defense. He's more of a true point guard for sure than Alex than um Austin Reeves. And I mean, I, I just you know, and, and again, if you're giving rid of Davis and you need a big, right? That's your issue. I'm perfectly fine with Vucevic. And if we throw in Vincent, I know it's pretty much draining the whole roster, but this has potential to be great for both sides. You know, I think Caruso would be a great fit right now for us in terms of needing a point guard. I think if we got rid of Davis, I think Vucevic could do the job if we had Levine there as well. And DeRozan's a hometown boy. Welcome him back. And Anthony Davis, hometown boy for Chicago. I guess not a bad place to go if you're him, right? He's going home. I don't know. Those are my so realistically, you're looking at a Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves for basically the four guys from Chicago. Is that what you're proposing? I said give up who you have to, man. But I'm perfectly fine giving up Reeves if I know I'm getting Caruso. Uh, just because I think Caruso is what we need right now versus an Austin Reeves who needs the ball in his hand. And the Bulls would want Austin Reeves because he's an up-and-comer and they're getting rid of that Zach Levine who has the ball predominantly. Um, but now if we're giving you Davis, then you got to throw us a bone and give us again, give us a big Lutzevic who's all right and throw in, you know, give us DeRozan. I, 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 again, they wouldn't be losing here. They would be getting in essence, you know, they'd be getting whatever they wanted in regards to D'Lo, Davis, Reeves. Vincent, or if, even if they want Hachimura. But if we can get DeRozan, Levine, Caruso, and Vucevic with LeBron and our bench now, I think we'd be pretty damn good. Keep Torian Prince, keep Vanderbilt, great contracts. Keep Hood Shafino, keep Christian Wood, keep Cam Reddish, keep Jackson Hayes. But the other guys, as far as I'm concerned, if you could get those four guys and put them with LeBron, I think you got a winning team. I was not prepared for you for an Anthony Davis trade this morning, to, to be all honest. Anthony Davis does so much defensively. When he like, plays. When he plays. When are we going to look at the long term of this guy's with us and he misses this many games? The only reason I don't think it will happen, Matt, because he's clutch sports. That's the only reason it's not going to happen. Um, other than that, man, I would love to get to Rosen. I think he has. he's a solid number three scorer. Right now. That's what he is. He's a three, right? He's deterred from a one, from a two to a three. But Zach Levine can be a number one, and LeBron can be your number two. Uh, if you, I don't know how you get Levine without this. 
to be honest with you. And I don't know if Levine helps you that much. He's another guy that needs to, to score. He needs the ball in his hands. I'm more interested in DeRozan and Caruso, to be honest with you. So if we keep Davis, fine. But if we could get if we could give up Reeves and maybe get Caruso and DeRozan, I still think it would help the Lakers tremendously. Exactly right. So I was going to pivot to, based off contracts, Zach Levine making $200 million for the next four years just doesn't sound great to me. Well, not even that. It's what... Four times, yeah, no, two like $160,000 million or yeah, $160 million over the next four years just doesn't seem great for, for Zach Levine, who has he's a minus on defense. Yes, he's a but a good potential one on one defender, but defensively, from everything I have, I've read for Zach Levine, he kind of like a, he, he's kind of like a space cadet on on off ball defense, or kind of his mind will kind of wander, kind of like Russell Westbrook. So, as far as Caruso, though, he is. Maybe one of the best, you know, if not the best point of attack defender outside of a Drew Holiday in the league. So getting Alex Caruso for $9 million, and it just still haunts Laker fans to this day that they didn't re- just resign him for that $9 million that he was asking for and instead went to t- uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. But with a C- Alex Caruso in the backcourt, $9 million, that would be absolutely amazing. But if you're Alex Caruso, right, you're kind of the bell at the ball. Like, you know, y- your team lacks this point of attack defense if you're looking at like the philadelphia 76ers who has to contend with dame even the milwaukee bucks who has to contend with you know they don't have anyone like that they have malik beasley and dame lillard as their backcourt really defensive liability there so if you're alex caruso and you kind of can kind of pick well not pick but like your preference where to go to um um, based off bovada um, they have these the the Sixers looking um, has the best odds to land Alex Caruso. So where would you prefer to land Gons um, if you're Alex Caruso? The the Sixers, the Lakers, are potentially the Bucks or the Heat, uh, given you know the, the need at that sort of position. He 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 played so great with LeBron. You know what you're going to get from him. LA loved him. I would think his choice would be to come back to an area he's familiar with. Uh, he didn't want to leave. You know, so I totally think coming to L.A. would be the best option for him. You know, but with that being said, I'm definitely interested in DeRozan uh, as well. Like we really need scoring sometimes. And I think DeRozan is capable of coming in to put up some buckets. Is his age? He's 34. Yes, he he's thirty-four year olds making twenty-eight twenty-eight point six million dollars this year. He'll be an unrestricted free agent next year. They were, they had table talks of an extension. So for DeRozan, it's just he's an expiring contract at this point. He's thirty-four. Thirty-four, you know that's when Kobe had his last prime year, and now Demar DeRozan, his numbers have been going down too. So if you look at his his stats here. DeRozan, as far as his, you're looking at mainly for his mid-range jumper, his scoring, not really his defense, more of, more so his scoring. So when he was an all-star in 2021-2022, that Kobe-like season, he was averaging 27.9 points. But then next last year, it went down to 24.5 points. And this year, he's down to 21.2 points. Are you concerned that DeRozan is more of a depreciating value as far as a player goes? but Or are you just, you, you think he'll bounce back now that he'll be maybe a third or potentially even fourth option with the Lakers or another team. Uh, well, here's the thing: he's playing with Zach Levine, who takes a lot of shots. Um, uh, that it is what it is. So, like, if 
DeRozan wants to come to the Lakers. Yeah, he's going to depreciate. Absolutely. He's getting older. But it's a listen, he thought he was going to come to LA like or before he before I I don't I don't remember what trade it was, but I remember him going on Draymond's podcast. And he was like, well, that, that was the whole thing with his with his with his contract. We thought we could sign him for ten million. He signs for twenty eight. So it was like, okay, he signed with he he signed with Chicago because he can get that much money. We thought the Lakers, oh, we're we're gonna sign him for you know ten million dollars. He'll take a discount to come to LA, but that wasn't the case because you're making twenty eight. Right. So he has year. one year left on his contract. You pay the twenty eight million and you get some sort of extension going. He wants to come to L.A. He's always wanted to come to L.A. It's been his dream to come to L.A. And he's about to retire, which is a fantastic. It's like a Cinderella story for him to finish his career in L.A. Like there's so much incentive for him to come back to where he grew up. He grew up in Compton. He's right down the street from Crypto.com Arena. Um, You know, so I think there's a huge possibility to get to Rosen being how he's always wanted to come to L.A. And, yeah, you pay him the twenty eight million this year and you maybe work out some deal where you're paying him 14 or 15 next year. I think he's definitely worth that much. So you prefer, okay, so it sounds like you prefer DeRozan and Caruso over a Zach Levine, even though, because Zach Levine is going to be, is going to cost you a lot of money um, as far as trade machines go. So you're looking at a Chicago, there's no, there, there's no reason they would just get a first round pick and like D'Lo and Rui Hachimura for DeRozan and Caruso. If anything, they're going to have to ask for Reeves. Like, if I, if I were the Bulls, I'd be hardline stance. You have to offer Austin Reeves give in Reeves, order to give, get back. Give Reeves. We don't yeah, need exactly. Reeves. Reeves needs the ball in his hands. And he's doing a little better when he's coming off the bench and he's getting ball in his hands. But he has a limit because of his lack of athleticism. His style of play is not going to last very long. He got his bag. Good for him. But if you can get rid of him while stock's still on the rise, I would. I just don't think he's a good fit for people that need the ball in their hand all the time. So I think Caruso would be a much better added value than Reeves at this point. But the scoring that you're going to miss from not having Austin Reeves, I feel DeRozan can provide. So I feel like it's a good trade. Throw in Austin Reeves and throw in D'Lo. Because yeah, with because with with DeRozan, it's like you're it's really just more for this year. Like you're you're going all in for this year, potentially even just next year, because he is 34 and LeBron is 39, or yeah, 38 going on 39, and then uh, then Davis is even 31. So you're really just you're trying to trade a lit, all of your assets to potentially win this year and this. Are, are you comfortable with that? That's what the Lakers have been doing. In the last couple of years, I could remember, so I don't see why they changed what they've been doing now. Like it's always been about winning. Now it's never been about the future so much. They figure it out one way or another, whether they trade all their picks or not. So I, I want to win now. I think as LeBron does and all the other Laker fans do, and I think with LeBron still playing at a high level, and if you're gonna keep Davis, then you add whatever pieces you can around him. Right now, Matt, they're not a good team. You can't brag and say they beat Memphis. They're supposed to beat Memphis. But they play a good team in Sacramento and they get blown out. I mentioned this before. They're missing a few key pieces. And if you get the opportunity here with the Bulls, because they're looking to unleash everyone to start their rebuild again, you have to make the moves. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit different. I don't... I. I... For the Lakers, it's really just more about chemistry. I want I want um, to see this team with um, 
with Vanderbilt. But again, we'll see when it comes to the Lakers. Let's move on to the Golden State Warriors and the Utah, not Utah Jazz, huh? the Minnesota Timberwolves. They had a pair of games uh, last week. And in the second half of those games, or se- second game of those pair of games, Draymond Green um, was, choked Rudy Gobert, who was trying to break up a fight between Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels. It was right in the beginning of the game. They had no score yet, about a minute in. Um, Jaden McDaniels and Clay Thompson went at it. Rudy Gobert came in, and it looked like Draymond it looked for Draymond, uh, looked like Rudy Gobert was trying to choke Clay Thompson, but so um, Draymond Green came and choked him out. Yeah, there's a lot of good memes, a lot of good videos on that one. Um, Draymond Green choking out Rudy Gobert. I know there's a little bit of history there between those two. Um, it came out yesterday that Draymond Green's going to be getting a five-game suspension. Uh, from the league uh, for his act, for his, for him choking out Rudy Gobert. At the time, Steve Kerr didn't agree with him getting ejected, but after looking at all the tapes and how it kind of looks, you know, um, how, the outlook of the league because it was so blatant, he agrees with the with, with the suspension. What what about you, Gons? What do you think of the suspension? Is five games too much, too harsh, or is that just right? Now he did not choke Gobert. He put him in a headlock. Choking is killing someone. He was restraining Gobert. Uh, look, if he wanted to punch Gobert, he would have punched Gobert. At this point, if you're going to get suspended five gears, you might as well just punched him. But it looks like he was worried that he was going after his player, and he restrained him. And he held on to him a little bit too long. But I don't think it warrants five games. I think a punch or two, yeah, maybe you could talk about it. But what did he really do? He put him in a headlock. Like me and Rahul put each other in headlocks, wrestled all the time. It's horseplay. It's like pushing. If he choked him, that'd be a different story. I think they're using Draymond's past and they're making a judgment based on that. And I don't think it's entirely fair. Adrian Wojnarowski even went out and said that yesterday in a tweet. He said the, the league suspension decision and length of suspension was based off previous uh, a, a previous track record from from Draymond. So even back when he was, uh, this was a quote from an article from when Draymond got suspended um, that during the playoffs last season for stomping on um, stomping on Demontis Sabonis. Uh, back then, NBA executive uh, vice president Joe Dumar said in a statement, "Green was punished further because he was a repeat offender." Um, Green now has 19 career ejections and four suspensions. I guess adding now a fifth uh, suspension for him. Um, you know, a choke hold and a choke. I mean, he 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 put him in a headlock. It, it is horseplay. But as far as if you're you're a parent now, like would 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 you mind your parent? Like it, does that 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 can't be a good look for the league to. Uh, yes, it might not be a choke on you know on, with us, but then for kids to see that. Do you think that they they took that into consideration too? Look, I mean, I grew up watching '90s NBA, so this is a. I I think kids are too desensitized to this. Like, grown men play sports; altercations happen. I would rather see have my son see that headlock than see Draymond Green throwing punches and blood gushing out. Um, I felt like he just restrained him and was holding on to him. And yeah, held on to him too long. He didn't choke him. I, I, 
I, I, I, I, again, you're talking to a guy that's watched old school NBA. So I think the NBA was excessive in his punishment. And yeah, if you want to, if you want to use this track record for barking at the refs, I get that. He does it obsessively. It's way too much. But he's only had a few incidents. I don't I, I don't think it's fair. I mean, there was that <laughs> whole highlight reel of him like kicking um Gobert or he kicked LeBron James, he kicked Steven Adams in the nuts. Um yeah, just this his four pre- previous suspensions he was yelling at Durant on the sidelines. That was more of a team suspension. Um, yeah, so it's not like th- this isn't the first time thing with Draymond. Um, his track record did probably, like, like Roller said and what you said, it, it did play a factor there. Five games, I thought it would be closer to three to four, but I, I, I guess you're just going to add on because of what he had done. So as far as other suspensions goes, um, I was looking at this up because I was looking at the longest suspensions in, in NBA history, non-drug-related or non... Yeah, because you're looking at, you know, banned from the league like a Spencer Haywood um, coked out. So non-drug-related stuff. You're looking at a Ron Artest from the from the brawl in um, in Detroit. He got 73 games. Latrell Sprewell, if you remember that, he was choking out PJ Carlissimo. Um, he got 68 games. Uh, Steven Jackson for that same um, brawl in in Detroit got 30 games. Uh, Kermit Washington, 1977, got 60 games uh, or 26 games for punching uh, Rudy Tomjanovich. Same thing with Jermaine O'Neal in in um, in Detroit, and then Carmelo Anthony. Remember his his um, um his brawl with uh, Marty Collins and um and Marcus Camby. He got 15 games there. So just lo- longer ex- ex- uh, suspensions there. Draymond will probably recover from this. He's part of the NBA media. Let's move on to the. So I saw the stat the other day with Tyrese Halliburton from the Indiana Pacers. He had, I think it was, closer to um like 30 assists and no turnovers the last couple games. So he's being very efficient with the Indiana Pacers. This guy's killing it. He's on your fantasy team. I wanted to pick him up, but you got him in the first round before I could pick him up. Tyrese Halliburton, he's really doing well on the resurgent Indiana Pacers team. Um, He was previously drafted by the Sacramento Kings, who have a guy named De'Aaron Fox, who killed the Lakers in that first half especially. got 21 points. Um, This guy... His knock on his whole career is that he couldn't shoot. He fixed that. He's a great three-point shooter, and he was a clutch player of the year um, as far as being, you know, showing up in the fourth quarter. So Tyrese Hall- and they end up trading Tyrese Halliburton because they had Darren Fox for a DeMontis Sabonis, and now you have the light the beam and the resurgence of the Kings. So if you're a free agent and you need to start a team, Gons, who would you rather have, Tyrese Halliburton or Darren Fox? I don't think there's any question here. Halliburton's 23. 12.5 assists per game. 25 points, I believe. Darren Fox, what is he? He's like every other fast, quick guard that can score a lot of points. Gets five assists, but that's so typical today. That's what we're getting. Find me a guy like Caliburn, a Jason Kidd, a Chris Paul back in the day. Essentially, that is what he is. But he's 6'5". <clears throat> he's fantastic, dude. He's revolutionary. He's game-changing. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox messed up the Lakers. Who's going to guard him? 
slow, slow ass D'Angelo Russell. We know he can't guard quick guards. Reeves can't guard quick guards. Who do you have on the Lakers that can guard ultimate fast quick guards like that? Nobody. So I'm not surprised. He doesn't sell Lakers every time he plays them, to be frank honest. Um, Halliburton all day. The guy's I dude. Amazing. Like I I I I, I, I there's no words for how talented this man is. Yeah, what what made you pick him in, in that first round of the fantasy draft? Because I was I was like, okay, I'm gonna get Halliburton. Honestly, man, I'm not even playing in that fantasy league because it's twenty dollars and I play a little bit, but I don't even look at that. <laughs> like it's not. I'm in a league that I have a two hundred dollar buy-in, right? Raul helps me manage that one. Um, so I I I picked him because I liked him. Um, that, that that's that's it. I'm a fan. I watched him play several times last season. And I just saw how good he was, especially when he played the Lakers and some other teams like the Clippers. The eye he has to pass is up there with a young LeBron, with a Magic Johnson. This guy's vision on the court is tremendous. And he could shoot, and he's quick, has mad handles. He's just an anomaly. Uh, that, 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 you know... That's that's all I could say about him. All right, let's let's take this a little bit further. I didn't prep you on this one too, but I can. I you're, well, you're speaking. You're, you're pre- preaching to the choir on Halliburton. He's averaging twelve point five assists as a point guard, as a head point guard in, in Indiana. Who thought that team was going to be a top three team potentially in the East? Because he's a great player. Um, who would you rather have, Tyrese Halliburton or Shea Gildress Alexander from the Thunder? Dude, Halliburton. Not even close. Really? See, that's a thing because uh, SGA right now probably the best Canadian player. Even though that another really, score, really Matt. Oh, big wow! Another score. Great. All star. Mm-hmm. Like, there's scores left and right. Like, give me a guy that could pass and score. Like, I, I name someone. Maybe Luca. Maybe. But I think Halliburton at this point is going to be better than Luca. Ooh, Halliburton better than Luca. See, I kind of want that because Halliburton, you know, um, USA, <laughs> a little bit of a patriotism there, um, to be better than than um, than Luca Doncic. That'll be interesting because Tyrese Halliburton could also bring it defensively too. Whereas Luca is kind of just more for offense. Um, defensively, yeah, I think Halliburton has the better um, better upside. Let Let's move on to our last topic. We're gonna be in Las Vegas for the at least that Thursday game. Um, for the in, in-season tournament. We hope it's the Lakers or, you know, at least some good teams that come out of there. Um, we're hoping, you know, at least me specifically. Um, the game's going to be most likely, you know, 5 o'clock, 7.30. We're hoping it's 7.30 for the West. And then afterwards, you're going to have, you know, the losing the losing teams, I don't think are going to go home. They're in Vegas for a night. You figure they're going to go out Thursday night and maybe leave Friday uh, to go back home. So, I'm hoping, you know, since the late game, Dre's after party or Dre's after club or whatever they want to call it, it's going to be pretty excited. So I'm, I'm, it's going to be one thirty in the morning. I'm going to be there. Hopefully you guys are going to be there. We'll see what happens. Um, if you were, so the, it's going to be the losing teams from Thursday. They're going to be partying. So if you're, who, who are we hoping to see there from the East and the West to party with Andres on Thursday? Matt. I am old. I'm 38. So if I make it, 
I don't want to party with a bunch of young 20 year olds. I want to party with an older crowd. So for me, it's going to be the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, 34, Haslam, 43, Lowry, 37, Love, 35, um, Project, 37, Miles Leonard, 31, Iggy, 39. Like, we're going to like the same music and vibe out to the same thing. So I pick Miami. For my West team, I would pick, I'd pick um, the Lakers. I don't, uh, I don't have anyone in particular that's, yeah, I think I would do the Lakers. So Lakers for the West and Miami for the, Miami, honestly, I would love to party with Miami. All right, so for my picks at West, I'll actually go with a guy that just had a baby, but he's also, I'm looking at bigger personalities um, just kind of show up. Like I said, he just had a baby. Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, he's The kid's going to be, what, about a month old? He's going to be looking to party. So Zion Williamson, again, like bigger personality. So see him, big guy, kind of amble through the club. That would be interesting to see. Out East, like I said, to, to keep with the bigger personalities, um, uh, Giannis Etetokounmpo. To see him at the club would be really interesting. Uh, his long arms and all that stuff. I know it's uh, Chet and Wemby are too young to go to go out in club, but Giannis out there at the clubs in in Las Vegas, if they lose on that Thursday night, would be very fun to see. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully they'll make it. But hopefully those teams at least make it. So there's a chance uh, to party with some NBA players. Hopefully we'll see. Um, that'll be it for us today. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.